You're listening to Clarification on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody. We are taking a trip downstream today. Welcome to Clarification. I'm James Clare, your host. We uh, had to do a best of show last week because I had a crazy, crazy week going on, but we are back live. It is the month of October, and the next three shows, maybe four, I got to check the dates, but uh, as long as it's October, we're going to be talking about the esoteric, the spiritual, the paranormal all the fun stuff that I know you guys love. And today's show, we're going to target in specifically on hauntings, ghosts, and such evidence. And specifically within that basket, we're going to talk about something called electronic voice phenomenon. EVP is the acronym for electronic voice phenomenon. Now, I'm sure you've seen this, the listeners, but if you haven't, I'll explain it a little bit. An EVP is a recording made by someone. It's not necessarily in a haunted location. It's a recording of a voice, of a human voice or sound that was beyond the ability of the human ear to hear. So, for instance, you're in your living room, you've got your iPhone or your recorder out, and you start recording, and you you are silent, there's no sounds in the house, but when you play it back, there's sounds, there's voices there. Now, that's different. There is another type of recording that ghost investigators use where the voice is actually heard at the time of the recording. Those are called disembodied voices. But an EVP is a specific type of recording, and it's a specific type of evidence. When you look at these recordings and their waveform, and you look at the frequency at which these recordings were made, they're in a frequency that's beyond the capability of the human ear to hear it. So that you can't hear it, but the, the recorder, the device does hear it. And apparently, it's more common on the older digital devices rather than the new uh Excuse me. It's on the older uh, uh, analog. That's the word I was looking for. The analog devices rather than the digital devices. So if you want to try this at home, if you've got one of those old dictaphones, apparently they work better. I don't know. It, in the last part of the show, I'm literally going to play recordings that I made personally. Now, if you and Sarah, that's Law Talk is the name of the show, right, Kyle Show? All at law. All at law. So I last Halloween, Kyle asked me to come on his show that's on the same station, All at Law, and talk about some of the recordings I made. So we did spend a little time on it, and I'm going to play a few of those recordings that we did last year on Kyle's show, but I've never played these on my show. I'm also going to play some uh, that were not played on All About Law, and it's I don't know. I'm going to get into the whole story, but I wanted to kind of set it up with what EVP is. There's a real history to this. And there was a guy uh, who started doing this 
Uh, back in the, I mean, actually, EVP goes back as late as the first recording devices in the early 1900s. I, uh, uh, not Einstein. Oh, Lord, it's one of those days. Uh, Nick, Nikola Tesla, for one, thought that he could record voices of spirits. Spiritualism, as you probably know, was a big thing in the from the 1840s to the 1940s you know houdini spent the last part of his life trying to disprove it and there were all the mediums and uh the different you know ectoplasm and they'd have these seances and they presented all this as evidence and much of it maybe most of it maybe all of it was hoaxed so that you know that one of the problems with this whole field of research is that there are so many hoaxes that it's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff and it's the same with many of the things we've talked about on the show like like for instance the jfk assassination you know how much of it is true and what's not but the the first guy who really started making these recordings was named Constantine Raldive, and he was a psychologist who taught at uh, a university in Sweden. And he made over 100,000 recordings, which he described as communications with discarnate people, which just means people that weren't there. Some of them were uh, done in an RF-screened laboratory, and contain words that Raldov said were identifiable. Now, I want to tell you what science says about EVPs. They claim that all EVPs are either hoaxes, paradelia, and paradelia, visual paradelia is the tendency of humans to see a face or a a form that they recognize in everything. It's like when you look at the clouds and you see a face, that's paradelia. Obviously, there's no face and it probably, you know, it's just happenstance. But audio paradelia, the same thing. That scientist says, oh, well, you hear that, but you're not really hearing a voice. It's just your brain making it sound like a voice. So when I play these recordings that I made for you later, And I want you, I'm going to warn you ahead of time, turn your volume up, get your headphones out if you have them, because some of them are a little hard to understand. But you, they, you tell me if you think they're voices or not. I say a hundred percent, they are voices and they're speaking language. And that's all you need to know, because I'm telling you, these recordings we made, there were no people there with us. And I'll get into all that a little bit later. So science says either hoaxes paradelia and the only other uh, explanation that mainstream science gives us is uh, CB radio bleed over which I'll explain why in my case at least that was impossible but I want to bring Sarah into this show because Sarah grew up in a haunted house and she promised we got two and a half minutes she promised to tell me this story before break i did so i grew up in a very very haunted house and one of the scariest stories that i was ever told was my brother he was very sensitive to it Mm -hmm. and whenever we moved into that house my brother he is eight years older than me Mm -hmm. uh, so he's about five or six at this time he developed an imaginary friend 
as soon as they moved in. And so my mom kind of poked and prodded him on his imaginary friend. You know, what did he look like? What was he wearing? You know, this, that and the other. And my brother told my mom, well, he knew your dad. So his grandfather. And um, my mom asked, well, how? How did how did he know grandpa? And he said, well, they were in the war together. So his name was Charles Edwards. Gotcha. And uh, one day Charles Edwards left and my brother was really sad. Uh, but Charles Edwards, he had to go back to Florida. Well, many years down the road, my mom started doing some uh, deep digging into uh, my grandfather's. Her father. Yes. My grandfather's history in the war. And one of the morning reports that they got back also included a photo. Um, I guess it was of his battalion mm-hmm. and pictured right next to. My grandfather was Charles Edwards. Oh, my. Oh, my God. And guess what? He's buried in Florida. I'm stunned. I am not making this up. No. I I wouldn't make this up. Well, and that's the whole thing. You're going to have to take, you, the listening audience, is going to have to take us at our word value. I mean, I could have created these recordings as hoaxes. You're going to have to believe me when I tell you. I did not. Sarah did not make that story up. No, and it wasn't, uh, there was no way. there's no way he could have known No, he was like five or six. The internet really wasn't around at the time. We lived out in the country, so internet was not readily available. Now, was Uh, her father still alive or had he passed? No, he passed passed away uh he was 57 he died he was an atomic veteran he died in the 70s wow that's insane that's a great story to start out the show it's paranormal month on clarification we'll be right back hey everybody (laughs) great choice of music sarah (laughs) she's the best producer in the world that's why we love her sarah myers Uh, We're talking about hauntings, ghosts, and specifically electronic voice phenomena. And it was got into a little bit in the history of EVPs, which is the acronym for electronic voice phenomena. If you missed the first segment, these are recordings that are made on a device of things that were not heard at the time of the recording. So there have been a couple studies. There was... uh, In the Journal of Scientific Exploration in 2001, there was a study done uh, by a guy named Burris, and he, he did record several sounds that were considered voices or sounds that did not take place at the time of the recordings. However, they said, uh, we did not replicate EVP in the weak sense of finding voices on audio tapes. None of the phenomena found in our study was clearly anomalous, let alone attributable to discarnate beings. Hence, we have failed to replicate EVP. 2005, the Journal of the Society for Physical Research published a report by uh, an investigator named Alexander McRae. McRae did recording sessions using a device of his own design in an attempt to demonstrate that different individuals would interpret EVP in the recordings the same way. He asked seven people to compare the selections to a list of five phrases that he recorded, choose the best match. McRae said the results of the listening panels indicated that selections were of paranormal origin. So, In most cases, the people picked 
what they thought the phrase said. And we're in this segment, we're going to get into some of the recordings I've made, and I'm not going to tell you what I think they say immediately. We'll play them more than once because they're kind of they're kind of hard to hear. So let me let's just get into it because this is Sarah. This is the fun part where we get to listen to this stuff. Let me set this up. I'm trying to remember the exact date this was. It was roughly, it was probably about 2003, I think. And I got a phone call from a friend of mine. And I think, I think I'm going to leave him anonymous. He may not want me talking about him, but he was a friend of mine. And our two youngest sons were best friends. And so this gentleman called me and said, Hey, James, you know, my son Loves all the paranormal stuff. And this was when that show, Ghost Hunters, was in its pre. It was really one of the first mainstream paranormal shows, and it was all over TV. So everybody was familiar with the techniques they used, which was using video recorders, cameras, and audio recorders. And, and they explained what EVPs were. I think most people knew this stuff by that time. So... This gentleman said, I know you're, you have an interest in that stuff. And, and to you, the listeners, I was interested in it because, as I've explained before, I was on the search for the nature of reality. That, that's what led me down this whole path. And it really started seriously in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I got into quantum physics and all this stuff. So anyway, it led me to the paranormal. Now, at the time that this happened, back in 2003, I was a total skeptic. I did not believe in ghosts. I didn't believe in hauntings. I wasn't sure there were other dimensions, even though physics, quantum physicists suggested there's as many as 13 additional dimensions. So this friend of mine says, I know you're interested. Nick, for his birthday, wants to do a ghost hunt. You know, when your kids, Sarah, you know, that, and you'll know as your, your beautiful child gets older that you got to get creative with birthday parties because they're friends, you know, they go wherever to the, the Chuck E. Cheese. So he thought, and this was his 12th birthday, this young man. And so these kids are coming of age. He wants to do a ghost hunt. Now, the gentleman that called me, I was pretty well to do and had given many contributions to Springfield Little Theater. Now, if you look online and look up the most haunted places in Springfield, Missouri, Springfield Little Theater is at the top of that list. It's supposedly very haunted. So my friend asked me, hey, will you set this up like a real ghost hunt? And I'm going to invite a couple other dads, and we're going to have about eight kids. And it ended up being four, th three dads and I think about nine boys, all about 12 years old. So you can imagine the bedlam that was just in itself. And because he had donated money to the little theater, they agreed to let us have the run of the mill, the theater, by ourselves. At 11 p.m., they locked us in, and we were there till 4 a.m. So for five hours, we were alone in this theater that is supposedly the most haunted place in Springfield. Now, the little theater, the history on that building, it's well over 100 years old. It's about, I think it was built in 1901, so it's about 120 years old. Uh, there, there have been a couple de deaths there. But man, most of you have been in the lobby, you've been in the actual theater, but when you go back and 
the bowels of that theater, it's kind of a creepy place to begin with. Because think about it, Sarah, you've had all of these theater productions, right? All the props and the stage settings are stored in there. So you'll go in a room and there'll be mannequins and clown masks and, you know, just crazy, weird stuff everywhere. Just piles of stuff. And there's a basement that's dark and water dripping. And, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, and as I said, I was a complete skeptic. So I wrote a letter for my friend to send out to all these kids to make it official. We, I, Bill, my friend, Bill, <laughs> I started to say his name. Well, I can call him my friend's Bill, his first name. My friend Bill said, you know, let's make this, we want to make it official, like a ghost hunter thing. So I wrote this letter and I said, and, and I'll read just a little bit. And coming of age of this young man, you're invited to a special evening of paranormal investigation. And then I said, who who is there, and that we were going to make up three teams, red, blue, and gold. The makeup team is not important. We'll decide. We can swap. But I say our investigation will begin at 10 p.m. at Landers Theater. Da, 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 da. The manager will let us in. She'll give us the tour, and then she's going to leave. Our mission is to search for verifiable evidence of otherworldly spirits. The evidence we hope to find are EVPs, video evidence, such as things moving when no one is present, apparitions, unexplained anomalies, and digital pictures and personal experience. The technologies we will use are digital video recorders, digital cameras, audio recording devices, which weren't all digital, motion sensors. So, and I went on to say, you know, I kind of laid out a timeline. You know, Red Team's going to be in the second floor from da-da-da-da-da. And I mean, it's like a three-page letter. And I did this to make it fun for the kids. But I did lay some rules. I said, to conduct an EVP session, which is what we're going to talk about specifically, let one person speak. Begin the questioning by explaining what it is you're holding, the recorder, and that is able to copy a voice as long as the spirit speaks loudly into the light. You may say something like, is anyone here that wants to make their presence known? And then ensure the other people on that team are absolute silence. The most important thing is that nobody, when we're recording, can make any sound whatsoever. So I laid this all out on a letter. And then we all talked about it. And I gave them a list of things they need to bring. Flashlights, video recorders tripods and i mean we had all these kids you know they were all from families that you know pretty well to do so they had all the latest tech gear so 10 p.m we get to the theater and we meet the manager beth and the first thing i asked her we're all standing around and i said so beth seriously is this place haunted we're kind of laughing everybody's in a jovia moon she goes oh yeah most definitely and everyone kind of, what? Because, you know, honestly, I thought it was a bunch of hooey. She goes, look, I've worked here 20 years. And she goes, I can tell you when we're going to have things happen. I walk in and literally the hair will stand up on my neck. And I'm, she's like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. And she goes, but really, most nights I walk in and nothing. It's only in certain nights. And, I, and it's important to note, she told me later that the night we were there, she said it, she had one of the, she called it hinky. She said one of the hinkiest feelings she'd ever had. She goes, I knew you guys were going to be into some stuff. And as you'll find out, we were, it was, it was insane. So we begin, Beth left, 
she locked the doors. I mean, we could get out with a push bar, but we were locked in. There was nobody there. The theater wasn't even open that night. I want to make that abundantly clear that we were the only ones there. And we did split up in teams and we did this stuff. Um, I do want to tell a story real quick. And then the next segment, we're going to get into some of these recordings is that there were about six of us in this one room that was really creepy downstairs. And we were doing the thing with the recorders, anybody here. And all of a sudden the door slammed on us. Yeah, it freaked us out guess what i found out later one of the dads had snuck down there and from the outside slammed the door yeah but i think it's important to say that that there was some hoaxing stuff going on and these other dads to this they didn't take it and i really wasn't taking it totally seriously but you know i i thought I had an open mind and these guys had no open mind at all. They thought it's totally BS. I don't want to hear about it, you know, but they were playing along with it for fun. It was more like to them, like going to a haunted house at Halloween. Oh, it's spooky. But I thought, and these kids were open-minded about it. They're like, Hey, if we can get some evidence, we'll get some evidence. Now, the first thing that happened to us is we put a motion detector in the basement and the basement was creepy as you know what. We would go upstairs within five minutes. That motion detector would go off. There was no air conditioning, no fans. We didn't see any evidence of rodents, mice moving. It would go off. We'd go down. We'd reset it. Five minutes later, it's go off. We had to turn it off. Now, this was a brand new motion. I just bought it. So I can't explain that. Is that paranormal? No, not necessarily. Could it be? Yeah, sure. When we come back, we're going to get into these recordings, and I'm going to let you, the listener, decide. Clarification. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. James Clary's Clarification. We're talking about the paranormal. It's October, coming up on Halloween. Just to set it up, if you missed the last segment, we are now, I'm recounting the story of my really one of the only ghost investigations I've ever done. We're in the little theater. Our motion detector has been going off like crazy. We don't know why, but we still didn't think it was paranormal. And as I said, in the letter that I wrote these kids, I said, it is so important that if we really want to get any evidence, you have to follow these rules. And the number one rule is that when one person has the tape recorder, everyone else is totally silent. Okay, so I'm setting that up. Now, what happened that night? There were a few odd things beyond the motion sensors going off, but nothing that I would say constituted evidence of the paranormal. So we left. It was a great time. We had fun. We laughed and, you know, we got scared and da, 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 da. And that's exactly, I think, what my friend Bill had wanted for his son. And his son had a great birthday. I mean, it was wonderful. And, you know, three dads bonding with a 12-year-old. You know, I used to take those kids Bigfoot hunting and stuff. And when they're 12-year-old boys, there's nothing they like better. We drove to the spook light in Joplin at least four times in the middle of the night. You know, they'd be spending the night. Come on, James. And I was always the dad that would drive to Joplin. So anyway, we all go our separate ways. Now, I have this audio uh, analog recorder. It's like a dictaphone. It was just a little pocket thing. It was before digital, though. 
uh, it used, I think it was little mini tapes that it used, right? And Bill's wife had given it to me at her house and said, here, you can use this uh, because I didn't have one. And at the time, I don't think the smartphones had a, a voice recorder on them back then. You know, it was like a special app you had to have. So anyway, time went by and the, the kids kept bugging me. They're like, have you reviewed the evidence? And I was like, I'd roll my eyes and go, what are you talking about? So it was probably three weeks after the event. I mean, I was busy, you know, I was running three restaurants at the time. And one night uh, my wife was asleep in bed next to me and I was awake. And so I pulled out that little audio device that this woman had given me. I said, okay, I'm going to start listening. And so I started listening. It was the normal, you know, the recording that day and all of a sudden there was one part and I remember this very specifically. I can remember to this day because we wanted to get up in the attic. Now the attic at the little theater isn't accessible by a door or stairs. You have to use a ladder and go up through a drop ceiling, you know, and there are parts you can walk up there, but most of it is a drop ceiling. So everyone else had left. They all went downstairs. I'm on the I think it's three floors. It's either two or three, but I was on the top floor, climbed up this ladder into the hole that was the entrance to this attic. Now it's totally dark. I have no flashlight. And I say, is anybody up here? So now imagine it's three weeks after this, I'm in bed lying there with headphones on listening to this and I hear what Sarah is about to play. So I want you to hold on before you play it, Sarah. If you're listening, well, of course you are listening. Turn your radio up. If you have headphones, it's even better. Uh, if not, just put your ear by the speaker because you need to hear this. So remember, the first voice is me uh, asking if anybody's up here. I'm not sure how much of that's on this particular recording, but let's see. Here we go. Is anybody up here? All right. So that's what I hear. Now we're going to play it. Let's play it again. You're going to hear me saying, is anybody up here? Listen for the noises after that. Is anybody up here? You guys hear that? Do you hear that, Sarah? I hear that. Would you, would you agree that that's a human voice? I mean, it's something. It's something. Right. It's a sound. Now, remember this. Everybody else had gone down to the first floor. I am alone on this floor. Nobody else is there. I'm on a ladder with my legs down below and my upper torso through this hole. And I'm looking around. It's completely dark. And I've got this recorder. And I go, is anybody up here? Just like that. Let's play it one more time. Is anybody up here? All right, so I hear that <laughs> three weeks later. I mean, I sat straight up in bed, and I'm like, wait a minute. I just heard something. Now, at the time, I could just barely hear it, but I heard something, and I knew that there was absolute silence in that attic. So I'm like, okay, I've got to figure. Now, this little audio recorder I had, there's no way to amp. I had the volume turned all the way up. So I said to myself, I've got to figure out a way to amplify that noise. And long story short, I figured out a way by 
plugging into the back. At first, I found an audio program called Audacity. It's free software that you can download online. And it's audio manipulation, you know, if you wanted to record music or anything like that. So I downloaded that. But now I'm thinking, well, how do I get that from this little audio recorder to my computer so I can even get it in Audacity? The only way I figured out to do it was took an, with all kinds of adapters from Radio Shack. I went into the input on the back of my stereo with the audio recorder and then had a plug from the ear, the headphone jack into my computer and it worked. I mean, the fact that it worked is amazing, but I was able to transfer these recordings from this little audio into my computer. Once I had in my computer, the only thing I did is turn the volume up. So let's listen one more time, Sarah. And you can tell that on the sound, the volume, you can hear it go up a little bit. I did that, but that's all I did to the recording. Is anybody up here? Okay, so here's what I think it says. Damon Gigi. That's why it was so hard to figure out. I'm like, that's not English. But I knew enough French from being in the culinary world, which all originated in French, to at least know kind of how to spell it. This, the last word was obviously to me, Gigi. And the first was sounded like demon, like demon. But really, the three words are de, D-E-M-O-N, demon, and Gigi, G-I-G-I. So I, I go to Google Translate, I write it down, I probably misspelled it at first, but I got the translation. It translates literally into, I'm Bill. What the? It answered my question. Is anybody up here? Yeah, I'm Bill. Like there's, there's some guy in the back of the attic in a little theater. I'm Bill. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. So... I mean, I was stunned at this point. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I transferred all the audio files. And I'm telling you, there are hours of recordings. And we're going to play some more for you. The last segment, we're just going to play these back to back. We've probably got, I don't know, eight or nine at least. And I just picked out some of the best. There's literally a two-hour segment. I've never even listened to all of it. There's still stuff we haven't found. And the number and different types of voices that we caught that night is absolutely astounding. Let me put it this way. After this experience, I instantly became non-skeptical. Now, I'm not saying it's a ghost. I don't know what it is. What I'm saying is it's a discarnate voice that happened while we were in the little theater. It's clarification. We'll be right back with more EVPs. Hey, everybody. It's clarification. I just love that music. I'm James Clare, your host. So this whole show we've been talking about, this whole month we're talking about paranormal things, esoteric the other side and i'm relating my experience so we have a lot of recordings to get through in the next few minutes so we're going to get right into it i explained in the last segment how i came to get these recordings how i had them on a little 
uh, audio recorder, an analog recorder, and how I was able to transfer them to my computer. The only, and this is really important, the only manipulation I did to these recordings was to increase the sound level. That is, turn the volume up on some of the recordings. That's it. I didn't do any filters or anything like that. So the the next one we're going to play, you're going to hear me kind of in the background say, say the words, stop it. Now, I don't remember specific. I think one of the kids was like shining his light and the other kids said, you know, it was two boys goofing around. So you're going to hear me say, stop it. I want you to listen to the whatever the sound is after you hear me say stop. Here we go. All right, let's do that. Play that again, sir. If you, it is kind of, you know, some of the, there's a little background noise there, but it's obvious. So Sarah, can you understand what that says? It sounds like, no, you stop it. Yes. And I didn't see, I didn't catch the no there. Play it one more time. See, I don't really hear the no, but I definitely hear the, you stop it. And it's an angry sounding voice. So I say, stop it to one of the kids. And this voice out of nowhere says, you stop it. And and that wasn't one of the other dads. And it wasn't one of the kids. It's a voice. I don't recognize the voice. Play it one more time. Stop it. Stop it. It's just insane. All right. So this next recording, this one, I think is one of the clearest. Now it's it's hard to hear. I'm going to tell the audience. It's clear in what it says, but I'm going to tell the audience the EVP is at the very beginning of the recording. So you're going to hear my voice after it. So we'll play it a couple times, but just play it and listen to the very beginning. It's kind of a whisper. EVP session. So that's me saying EVP session. So let me set it up. We're in the landers. I pull out that little analog recorder. I pull it out. And at that point, whatever says, play it one more time. EVP session? You can hear that whisper. And it's, this is one of the lower level, but it says clearly, tape recorder. So I pull this device out. It's as if some spirit is looking at us and says, tape recorder. Like he knew what it was. And then I go EVP session. Play it one more time. EVP session? That's just bizarre, man. Because that wouldn't, why would one of the kids even say tape recorder in a whisper when I bring it out? And once again, that voice wasn't any of us. All right, let's do the next. I think this is the one that actually uses my name, which is kind of freaky. Here we go. So play it again. What do you think it says, sir? I think it says James stand up. It does. And at the now, I I knew what we were doing and where we were at at the time. At the time, we were in the theater part itself, and we were about two rows back from the stage, sitting there, and we got this recording that says, "James, stand up." All right, let's play it again. See, also, I want yeah. to mention this. Yeah. We've got headphones on, and I've got my audio turned way up. Right, right, I don't know right, if right. yours is way up, too. Yeah. But it sounds like loud and clear to me. Oh, this one's very clear. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Let's play it again. Now, and, and also, 
uh, I definitely turned it up. I increased the level. When I got it on my computer, I probably heard something like this. You know, it was just like a faint murmur. Mm -hmm. So the only way to figure out what it is is turn the volume up. So I turn the volume up and it becomes clear. James, stand up. Oh, my gosh. Which is just wild. The hair's standing up on my neck right now. All right, let's play this next one. Now, the next few. Okay, I, I just need to set this up real quick. We're running out of time. But we made multiple recordings of different voices this next recording is of a person. The next few recordings we think are the same person. So let's play the next one. You want us to leave? Here's what I want you to notice about this. This is so bizarre. I say, do you want us to leave? And then before you hear the voice, you hear this strange, what would you describe? I describe it as a whirring sound. Yeah, like a warble almost. Yeah, like almost like a cricket in the summer or something. Yeah, like a high pitch. Yeah, and you, but within that whirring sound, you hear what I think is a woman's voice saying yes now. I say, do you want us to leave? You hear the whirring sound. I think she says yes now. Let's listen again. You want us to leave? And she says yes almost immediately, like in sync with that whirring sound. Now, what's bizarre, and the reason I mentioned that whirring sound, that isn't the only time we caught it. Every time we caught that woman's voice, we hear that whirring sound. How weird is that? All right, so let's play the, the next one. You're not going to hear any voices, but you're going to hear that same whirring sound. Let me set it up. We had put that audio recorder in the basement and we had left. We left it down there for over an hour. And some of the stuff, and believe me, there was no air conditioning. There were no rodents. It was dead silent down there. But this is one of the noises we recorded while it was alone, the recorder in the basement. Here we go. You hear those clicks? Sarah, I I recorded those clicks throughout. I mean, I've got, I don't know, hundreds of those. Those clicks, I can't explain them. You know what it sounds like? The old clicker they used to play with as a toy? Or then in World War II on D-Day, they, they use a little, it's like supposed to be a cricket. And it's a little thing you press, a metal, it makes that click, 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 click. It almost sounds like somebody snapping their fingers yes, and yeah. walking around. Right. But what? But what's weird is you hear that whirring sound again. Let's play it again. What the heck? I mean, that recorder was just sitting alone. That's so weird. All right, let's play the the uh, last one of the, the lady. Now, that one, you don't hear the whirring sound because it's a real short. I should have sent you the longer version. There is a longer version of that where you do hear the whirring sound. So... The, what we hear on that, what do you think it says? Well, you know, because it's typed down there. But to me, it sounds like, get out. Let's play it again. That's not quite as clear, is it? It's not as easy to understand. But let me put it this way. It is a sound that was recorded where there should have been no sound. It's so weird. It is just so weird. <laughs> I'm gonna find I'm gonna find one of those other uh, women. So let's let's go to the next one because I I absolutely love this one. Okay, so 
I, uh, I had said, did anybody die here? And I think on the recording, all you hear is, uh, well, let's play it one more time. What do you think it sounds like? I'm telling you right now, it's in a different language. Now, after playing this a hundred times, now I want to note the one death that we've been able to totally confirm was a janitor, custodian, who died in a fire at the Little Theater. So I'm saying, did anybody die here? And what this sounds to me, once again, it's in a foreign language. It sounds like English ash, which means English ash. I didn't say anything about a fire, and it says ash. It's just so, so bizarre. I mean, I I can't even explain it. So... Uh, this this last one, ugh, this 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 one freaks me out a little bit. Let me set this up. Me and two of the other boys were up in the balcony, sitting down, and you know we hadn't we hadn't played any of these tapes back. So we at this time we had no idea we had anything, and we decide to use a technique where you try and rile up the spirits. We'd seen it on Ghost Hunters. You know, you you try and make them angry so you'll get them to react. So these boys and I said some a few choice words like, oh, you ghosts are a bunch of cowards. There's nobody in here. We don't believe in you. And we did that for about five minutes. These This recording was made pretty quickly after that. Now, there's another recording I'm not going to play just because it's hard harder to hear. But what the first recording says, it says, turn around, it won't scare you. Okay, so remember that. Turn around, it won't scare you. And then we got this one. So you hear a little noise in the first. Listen to the last part. Let's play it again. It's kind of hard. To... It's almost like it's doubled up or something. But it, it's what it's saying. We're going to listen to it one more time. What it says is, look behind you, punk. Play it again. Now I think you can really hear it. It's at the last part. You hear a little noise at the beginning. You hear a voice say, look behind you, punk. Play it again. So remember, the first voice says, turn around. Then this voice, a different voice says, look behind you. So apparently, what I'm thinking, something manifested behind us. And they were trying to scare us, whatever this is. Of course, we didn't know at the time because we didn't hear it. We didn't hear it until we played it back. So I sent you another one. Sarah, we don't have time to play. I don't know. Do you have time to play? You got it keyed up? Okay, this is the woman again. Listen for the whirring sound. I had said, do you want us to leave? Play it again. Do you hear what she says? She says, yes, now. Three different times. Every time we caught the woman's voice, that whirring sound plays, which I have no idea what that is. It's just so bizarre. And we are out of time, which really bums me out because it's just, look, I'm a believer after this, Sarah. I don't know what it is, 
but there are some kind of other dimension. Next week, we're going to get in really deep. We're getting into psi research. Just clarification. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.